put a word in my mind and scripture that uh, came to me. I, I remembered a scripture from about three, well, I didn't think it was that far back, but it was about three or four years ago from when I preached from here. And But whenever you mark something in your Bible and you go back and look, you say, well, I just preached that, Lord. But you know, time waits on none of us, does it not? And God gave me a message from this this morning entitled, Astonished. Astonished. I've been astonished this week at the things that have gone on in Washington especially. I see (laughs) things that happened there that I never dreamed would have happened. And I see behind the scenes where it didn't come from where they say it came from, I don't believe. But I I also see senators that I never thought would be swayed like they have been with no backbone. They won't make a stand for anything. They're going to go whichever way is popular. And I see that now. But I I see that, and I look back at this message. I I preached a message similar to this. I want to say it was three years ago out of the book of Ezekiel. And as I look back at these scriptures, I said, Well, God, you were giving us warning three years ago. Uh, really what's happening today. That's right. And uh, God is so good to, to watch over us and to, and to warn us. And he tells us in his word that we should warn, warn the people, that we should be watchmen. And in the second chapter of Ezekiel, he gives Ezekiel his commission. And I want to begin in the third chapter in the first verse. Wendy, if it wouldn't mess you up too bad, go back to the second chapter and and uh, let me pick up, well, starting the eighth verse. I saw something there a while ago I want to share with you. He said in the eighth verse, he said, But thou, son of man, hear what I say unto thee. Be not thou rebellious like that rebellious house. Open thy mouth and eat that I give thee. And when I looked, and behold, an hand was sent unto me. You know, that'd be enough to make me take off. Huh? Can you just imagine a hand reaching down there? He said, an hand was sent unto me, and... Lo, a roll of a book was therein. And he spread it before me, and it was written within and without, and there was written therein lamentations and mournings and woe. Moreover, in the third chapter, first verse, he said, Moreover, he said unto me, 
Son of man, eat that thou findest. Eat this roll and go speak unto the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he caused me to eat that roll. And he said unto me, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. Then did I eat it. And it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. And he said unto me, Son of man, go, get thee into this house of Israel and speak with my words unto them. For thou art not sent to a people of a strange speech and of a hard language, but to the house of Israel. Not to many people of a strange speech and of a hard language, whose words thou canst not understand. Surely, had I sent thee to them, they would have hearkened unto thee. You know, I thought about that as I've preached right here all my life. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the easiest place to reach people is off somewhere where they don't know you. But, you know, I ought to be able to reach folks right here. We all, from the same place, huh? And as I, as I read that, I, I began to see that. He said in this, uh, where did I leave off? Seventh verse, for they will not hearken unto me. For all the house of Israel are impudent. And hard-hearted. Behold, I, if you don't believe it, well, I won't get into that. Behold, I have made thy face strong against their faces, and thy forehead strong against their foreheads. As an adamant harder than flint have I made their forehead. He said, Fear them not, neither be dismayed at their looks. Though they be a rebellious house. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, all my words that I shall speak unto thee, receive in thine heart and hear with thine ears. Then he says, And go, get thee to them of the captivity unto the children of thy people, and speak unto them, and tell them, Thus saith the Lord God, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear. Then the Spirit took me up, and I heard behind me a voice of a great Russian saying, Blessed be the glory of the Lord from this place. He said, I heard also the noise of wings of the living creatures that touch one another and the noise of the wheels over against them and the noise of a great rushing. So the Spirit lifted me up and took me away and I went in bitterness in the heat of my spirit. But the hand of the Lord was strong upon me. Then I came to them of the captivity at Tel Aviv that dwelt by the river of Chabar. And I sat where they sat and remained there astonished among them seven days. 
astonished. As he was watching God's people, and they sat there defeated in captivity. And as I see the things that's going on in America today and what's happened this very week as they overran the capital, somebody did. As they overran the capital. And then I told I told Gail, I said, the next thing they'll blame our president for this. That's right. And sure enough, that's what happened. And as they, as they did all these things, and I said he will be used as a scapegoat, and that's what he'll be. They're trying to impeach him in the last few days that he's got. But what's behind that is he can't run for president again if he's impeached. But it, there's many things that's going on and many people behind all this. And then I see, I was astonished at that, and then as I see our First Amendment in jeopardy. Freedom of speech. But yet I see as our own president was bound permanently from Twitter. Now if they can do that, they can do you or I. And it doesn't matter who you are. You can be the leader of the most powerful free nation in the world. And if they're powerful enough to ban him, right. don't ever think they're not powerful enough to ban you and I. Right. And if the world lets that get by, which it looks like they will, and the church world doesn't rise up, right. but yet the church of today and as the church can't even see and can't even imagine what has brought all this on, from the virus it's been a well orchestrated thing from the very get go but yet the church today cannot see it the world cannot see it we're like the people that was in captivity by the river Jabbar as Ezekiel got there and sat down that day, sat for seven days, I believe it said. And he was astonished at him. And that's amazing. How that a people that have seen God work in so many ways wind up in captivity. America has seen God work in so many ways. Will we wind up the same way? Can we see our grandchildren and our children in captivity? Well, I'm telling you, if the church does not stand up, 
It's going to be that way. It's on its way. Yes. I'm th- I'm th- thinking about uh, back over in Psalms. One o. Well, find out where one o. One thirty seven. The same condition that they were here. 137 and 1 says, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. They were in captivity again. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there they carried us away captive. Required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us mirth. Saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. And they said, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? You know, the Bible says that if we cannot contend with the footman, what will we do when the horseman come? If in a time of peace, we cannot serve God, a God that's supposed to take us to heaven and we can't serve him in a time of peace. Yes. If we can't trust God in a time of a virus, yes. well, I've run everything off just about. Not many left. But I'm going to preach it. It's time the church world. The psalmist said in 107 and 2, he said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Now I want you to know just us that's here today have seen the hand of Almighty God work in our families, in our homes, in our lives. We ought to be able to make enough racket in here to shout everything down in the country. But yet we sit back. huh? We allow virus. We allow things to hold us back. We look for excuses to stay out of God's house. I won't just go ahead and say it like it is. It's a, they were sitting there. They wanted a song. They had their harps hung up on the willow trees. They couldn't sing anymore. Well, don't don't look bad at them. Look at our church. Look at our churches everywhere today. We go to church. Used to, we could go to church. We could raise our hands and we could praise the Lord and we could shout and do everything else. But that, today I ask you the question, when's the last time in the church that you've raised your hands and praised God? When's the last time you got excited about it? Anything of God? Are we going to sit back until they censor us totally and completely? Hmm. Oh, I'd like to preach a message this morning that you could throw your babies in the air, but I have to give you what God gave me. 
In Galatians 1 and 6, we're kind of like the Galatian people today. They started off good, but it wasn't long they turned back to the law. After accepting the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, after accepting that grace, then they turn back. I see the church world today, and I'm not talking about this church in general. I'm talking about church in general. The church world today has turned back. It's nothing to compare what it was like. Forty years ago, even. Paul said, I I marvel that you're so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. He said, I just marvel at you. I tell you what, I marvel. I was astonished this week at the things that's gone on this week. But God said, you haven't seen anything yet what's fixing to happen. My God, help us in America today if we do not wake up. If the church does not wake up and see what's happening and what's transpiring. Everybody wants to play church. And go about and try to make out like it's not happening. But I'm here to tell you we are facing something now that is happening. And it's going to affect every one of us. Whenever they get... Oh, God, I'm going to do my best not to say that to this week. But I can just hear y'all now. You hadn't heeded a word I've said to you. You'll go get on your Facebook as soon as church is over with. But you're going to squeal like a stuck hog. Whenever you say the wrong thing and they cut you off. You'll be saying, Brother Ronnie, do you know what they did to me this week just because I said that? Hmm. And it's going to get worse. They will begin to censor you. Already have been. For every little thing. Paul said, I just marvel at you. I just marvel today at the world today and the church world today that it's like water on a duck's back. I wonder if the announcement were today we got home, we turned on the news, and the news was COVID-19 is no longer in existence. There's no fear of it anymore. Throw your mask away and be free again. Hmm. I wonder... How many 
that have been out because of COVID would be back Sunday. Hmm? Think about it. Had a picnic for a while. But what happens is, is, and oh, I, I forgot you was feminist, Jay. That's all right. <laughs> what what happens is that people that's been out and they stay out a while, the first thing you know is the enemy begins to war on their minds. And then they don't, it's not as close to God as they once were. Because the Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourself. And it's just, it has astonished me, or marveled, as Paul said, that people in a time that we need to be stronger than ever are going in the opposite direction. It's going to show up. It's time that the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. It's time that we stood up. It's time that we speak out. I saw one of our <laughs> one of our fine upstanding senators as they got a hold of him in the airport. They should have got a hold of him in the airport. A man that ain't got enough backbone that has talked like he's talking and then back out and go the other way, something's wrong. That's right. But we're living in a time that if the church doesn't stand up, the church will be brought to silence. Uh-huh. They will be silenced. That's right. It's coming. It's on this way. Romans 12 and two tells us we've had this scripture over and over and over. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's right. It's whenever we get back to thinking right. Amen. Be transformed. Get back to a usable state. The church today is not in a usable state. Amen. That's right. We just want to go and be entertained. We want some preacher to get up there and preach that we can throw our babies in the air. We can blink our eyes four or five times and everybody feels good. Got a smile just right at everybody. And we can leave and go home and say, we have had church. You ain't had anything. That's the reason that the church is in the shape that it's in today. I'm just astonished. But when we see what's coming next, 2 Peter 3, 1 and 2, we had this scripture just a week or so ago.
He said that this second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in both which I stir you up, your prayer mind, by way of remembrance. Sometimes you just need to be stirred up. That you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and the commandment of us the apostles of the Lord and Savior. That you be stirred up, that you may be mindful. Remember, you used that in the message, get a grip. It's time we get a grip. It's time we get a hold of God's Word and what God's Word instructs us to do. Be mindful. Right now, if just in this congregation, right now, if what's on your mind right at this very split second could go on the screens. I can just see something now. Dear God, I wish he would hurry up. (laughs) And out beside it, it'd have your name. What we're having for lunch today, uh, beside it, your name. Mm-hmm. My stomach sure does hurt. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's getting quiet in here now. But if we're mindful, If we're mindful, what did we come today for? I'm just astonished. God said you hadn't seen anything yet. Psalm 103. And I'll hurry. For those of you that said, wish you'd hurry up. Uh, uh. Ain't that funny? Look at that. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. I want you to know God's got some benefits serving God. You know, maybe somebody gets a new job. And the first question they ask is, how much are you going to pay me? And the next thing that they're going to ask is, uh, what kind of benefits do you have? Is your insurance good? Well, I want you to know today that I have been serving God for a lot of years, and I want you to know today that He's got the greatest benefit package that you'll ever find anywhere in the world. I want you to know that He's healed my body, that He's he's chased death away from my door. Hmm? 
that he's provided when nobody else would provide. He's made the way when it looked like it was no way. You can't go wrong serving God. Forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities. Dear God, if I'd have got what I should have got, I'd have been in hell. But God forgave me. Hmm. Who healeth all thy diseases. Dear God, I'd already been dead if it hadn't been for God. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Who crowneth thee with the love and kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies thy mouth with good things. Good things. Good things. So that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. I want you to know that God gives us good things. If we could just take for just a minute, if we could just understand all the benefits of serving God, we wouldn't be like they were sitting by the river Chabar. We wouldn't be quite, hey, nobody would be astonished. They'd be astonished at you, all right, whenever they come by here and you're making so much racket, you're just jumping up and down, throwing your babies in the air, running out the front door and running around the building and all the praise and going home and the car begin to stop and look in and say, what in the world's going on in there? Let let me tell you what, whenever we get back to that point in time again, we'll be having church again. But right now we're not having church. We're going through the motion. I'm astonished. Hmm. Well, Brother Ronnie, what can I do? Would you like for me to make a list? You may ask yourself the question, how many times this week did I pray for folks to show up at church? How many times this week did I pray for God to anoint Brother Ronnie in a mighty way? How many times this week did you ask God, what can I do, Lord? Oh, whenever I think about the goodness of God and what God has done for us, brothers and sisters, we shouldn't have anybody to plead our case. We shouldn't have, have to have nobody astonished over us. Let me tell you what, they'd be astonished, all right, whenever they see what was going on, whenever we get back to where we're supposed to be at with God. Amen. I'm astonished that they can censor the President of the United States, I'm astonished that they overrun the Capitol and then blamed it on him. I'm astonished at, at, at I won't even call her name. And they're running, mate. I'm astonished that those people are so full of hate that they have divided this nation right down the middle. But I'm I'm. I tell you what, I'm also astonished at the church world today. That as good as God has been to us, that we can't worship Him as we should and as the Bible instructs us. Let me tell you what, God's got more benefits. He is so good to us. He has blessed us exceeding. And there's not, you, if I was to go down the rows uh-huh. and ask each one of you, 
Has God done anything for you? Every one of you could say, yes, God's helped me with this. God's blessed me with this. God's blessed me with this. Every one of us in this building, God has done something for us. Some of you, just like me, you wouldn't have been here today if God hadn't touched you. Think about it. But yet, we have a problem with serving God. A church that should be Pentecostal. Oh, you ain't even heard that. The Pentecostals are not even Pentecostal anymore. Uh Uh-huh. Would you stand with me this morning?